With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to another exciting edition of the Thought Police and the best news that I probably can bring you, all of you, uh, for the first time in probably about a month. Uh, we're back in the pub. Kevin and Sullivan. Oh yeah, in, we are, aren't we? Yeah. And we are back in the pub. So, you know, all normal life has been resumed. We haven't quite got Pooch with us, so we're not going to film anything. So we're just going to record this audio podcast for you. Um, but it's been another great week in the dangerous world of international journalism, Kev. Fucking hell, I yeah. mean, uh, we've only just left work where we've been watching Dominic Cummings um, having all of his WhatsApp messages read out to him by this fucking inquisitor, uh, in which the highlight for me, anyway, uh, was that he called a lot of people fuck pigs, cunts, <laughs> and morons. Yeah, he called him right up at about up our street, right? He called ministers of the realm, important people in the cabinet, a bunch of fuck pig morons. Yes, cunts, right? Twats, <laughs> you name it. He actually went up. He was like, "Is that a one-man edition of the Thought yeah, Police?" Yeah, he's definitely been listening to the Thought Police. He definitely went up in my estimation. But I mean, even more surprisingly, I suppose, well, maybe not surprisingly, was the fact that he said, "You know what? Most of these cabinet ministers aren't making fucking decisions. Um, they basically leave it all to the fucking officials and the civil servants." And the other bit I liked was when he said. We shouldn't keep that fucking cunt Matt Hancock in the job any longer. He's a proven liar. (laughs) Everybody knows that. That's a very good point. But it is extraordinary. Uh, I mean, like yourself, probably, Mike, I've been, ever since this stupid inquiry started, I've been saying, what's the fucking point of it? There's only one thing that the public want this inquiry to look into. Should we have locked down? Uh, and will we ever lock down again? The answer right. to both those questions should be no. Right. No, well, we I have should to say, not. even though obviously the lefties and the fucking COVID fucking you know warriors yeah. are all going, oh, it's terrible. You know, I see the mirror all over again saying that the government are a fucking waste of space. Well, yes, up to a point. But also, I was quite encouraged by Boris Johnson saying things like, well, surely if all the people who are dying are over the age of 80, you know, are we really right to lock everything down and shut everything up? Uh, to save the lives of some people who are probably going to die anyway. Well, and I know that's an unpopular unpo- view out there, but, you know, it is pragmatic. Yeah, and bearing in mind that the whole fucking farce of this inquiry is it is not within its remit mm. to look into whether or not we should have locked down or right. whether or not we should do it in the future. Oh, okay. That is not doing it. So he's not going to decide that? Then? No, 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 it's not, that's not within that's its remit. Sick. The only thing that they're discussing is whether or not they lock down early enough or for long enough. So the premise that the lockdowns were the correct thing to do remains unchallenged. Or the lockdowns were not the right thing to do. They were a fucking disaster and we're still suffering from it for now. Well, I don't think we'll ever recover because so many people now, as I've said before, are completely and utterly not trained 
in going to work. They don't want to go to work. They don't feel like they should go to work. They don't feel like they should even... Because they got paid um, for three fucking yeah, years. Yeah, and they don't even feel like they should even feel any sort of discomfort. You know, when you hear people saying, oh, I don't want to get on the train, it's really busy and it's hot and sweaty and horrible. I'd rather just stay Working at home. Work-life work, work balance. I mean, you know, that was never a fucking choice in our day, was it? No. But to go back to what you said about Boris... You're right about Boris. He kicked off, along with Cummings, mm. being the still small voices of calm, being right. sensible. They uh, took the view that we should sort of ride the COVID crisis out, the COVID virus, mm. uh, and uh, go with herd immunity. So people would get it. Right. Uh, basically, only the old would die. And after a certain amount of period, the entire population would have herd immunity and we'd move on. That's sort of what Sweden did. Yeah. That's what they wanted to do. And then in came the bonking boffin, mm. uh, that Professor Twat. Neil Ferguson. Professor Twat. Very Ferguson. keen on German models. Yeah, so he yeah. showed uh, while... Uh, Although she wasn't really a model. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. While, uh, Not of a woman, anyway. No, yeah, he broke his own <laughs> fucking rules screwing some German yeah, woman was in married, the middle right? of lockdown so he can yeah. fuck off for his start. But anyway, Pants down. anyway, while... Cummings and Johnson were taking this sensible line. Let's mm. let's lo- not lock down. Let's do herd herd immunity. In comes the bonking buffin and say, "Have a look at my little yeah, five hundred thousand going to die." At that point, both Johnson and Cummings mm. were totally spooked, and that's why we locked down. But also, wasn't the spooking also taking place at the time when he fucked off to Barnard Castle? Because what happened was. He became convinced then um, that this was now more dangerous than he yeah. This was after thought. this is after and then, Ferguson. And then did he not? Did his wife not get it or something? Yeah. Uh, or they, they he got very spooked. Yeah. COVID. But, because I mean, I said this today um, on on the show. Who can forget that fucking amazing piece of footage of him literally running out of fucking Downing Street, running down the street to get into his car to get home to take his wife get to get his wife and his kid. The fuck out of London, up to Barnard Castle. Yeah, totally spooked both of them. So never seen anything like they, it. Because they, the thing is that that kind of image, right? If you're trying to convince the public that everything's fine, and they see you fucking doing a runner, what do you think they're going to think then? Yeah. So so they they started off right, and then they got it wrong, like everyone else. Right. This COVID inquiry, um, if it's revealing anything, mm-hmm. uh, I, I was saying that until today, I could not see the point of it at all just a lot of money to be made by a bunch of lawyers. Yeah. Uh, but I think what's emerged today in particular with Cummings' appearance, and there will be more, is just the fucking, the shambles. Yeah. The fucking shambles of Downing Street. The absolute fucking mess of it. Boris Johnson couldn't make a decision to save his ass. Uh, his decision was whoever he last spoke to, so yes. they called him the shopping trolley. Right. Uh, and uh, no, de- yeah, and no department could talk to another department. They didn't know what the hell. The right ha- ha- arm didn't know what the left arm was doing. It was an absolute fucking mess. And mm. you've got Lee Kane, head of communications. At he seems to swear quite a lot as well. Yeah. Did you he- know him at the mirror? You didn't know him. I didn't know him, no. But he used to dress up as a chicken to uh, pursue oh, that's uh, right, David, yeah. David Cameron. Oh, yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, David Cameron while uh, David Cameron was on the election trail. Lee Kane used to dress yes. up as a chicken to fuck him up and do pictures. That's terrible. Uh, so that's Lee Kane. Yeah, with great yeah. career. Yeah, the, yeah. Now he's a headless chicken. Right. See what I did there? Uh, but he, so he, he basically came, came out and said, 
Boris, what well, he basically did say, Boris Johnson was not the right Prime Minister right. for the Covid crisis. No, I think he's absolutely right, because again, something I, I came up with and said the other day was that, you know, when all of that shit happened, when 2019 happened, when the election happened and the massive majority that Boris got, I was actually quite optimistic in January of 2020, thinking, do you know what, I think this is going to be great. Right. I thought it was going to be great for our station, thought it was going to be great for, for work purposes, for personal purposes, I thought we're going to leave the fucking European Union... Boris is going to be bestriding, you know, the, the, the continent and the country like some kind yeah. of behemoth. And then suddenly COVID happened and it all turned to some fucking shit. And he was clearly not <laughs> the right guy to be in charge when something like that was going on. Yeah, because he's, he's a well-known sort of shambolic person. Yeah. And they say that, you know, administrations... You know, in well, people ten. say, you know, if you look at his desk... That'll give you yeah. a pretty good yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, His so, fucking desk was a shambles. So, the, you know, he was editor of The Spectator. It was a shambles. Everything he's ever run right. has been a mess. Because mm. that's the kind of person he is. That doesn't necessarily mean he's totally useless. No, no. But, but, but he was totally fucking useless well, in the COVID A crisis. bit like um, some other politicians in the past. He was very good at winning elections. You know, he's always been very good at winning elections. And the thing is, um, it's only really now... Is that a cat scratching something? <laughs> it's a cat. Suddenly so there's a cat just came in the yeah. room. It's scratching. scratching the fucking furniture. Yeah, many thanks. Yeah. Um, but you know how some people, some politicians are just really good at winning elections, but they can't fucking do anything once they're in. Yeah, and he, he's definitely one of them. Uh, and uh, yeah, a total mess. Really frightening. Uh, we now know, because of Isabel Oakshot's story, the WhatsApp files, uh, that uh, they didn't follow the science. Right. Mainly, they followed Nicholas. Well, there wasn't any fucking. Science. Uh, may- maybe they followed Nicholas Sturgeon. They'd all, their big question was, mm. "What's Nicola doing? Right. Oh, she's taking six inches off the bottom of classroom doors yes. in schools. We better do that." Right. Just following. Thank God, Nic- they didn't actually do that. But yeah, I mean, she was constantly trying to get out ahead of them, wasn't she, to prove that somehow they were. The they were constantly bird. trying to keep up. Right. Although it seems as though they've got an even bigger problem in Scotland with their WhatsApp messages because they've all been fucking deleted or you know nobody's got any apparently they've all gone disappeared and, and not even being made available to this particular covid inquiry well what isabel says about so she she's got um, more than a million whatsapp messages between, what are you eating by the way well, it's halloween gummy halloween gummies for yeah, fuck's sake it is happy halloween by the way we'll happy talk about halloween that in a day at yeah um uh, so she says so she's got like a million whatsapps between various uh, cabinet ministers right. and prime minister and everything um, all of March this was uh, Matt Hancock's phone of course because right. she was helping him write his uh, lockdown diaries book uh, that uh, really sold at least 100 copies yeah um, and she says all of March uh, 2021 would it be has, has gone was right. gone gone right. and, and she says she's pretty convinced because that that was when they were talking about should they have what lockdowns yeah. or not so the lockdown debate was uh, censored. Right. And that's the problem, isn't it? Because we'll never know what some of the things were that were said. We'll never know why those things are not available because it could be anything, couldn't it? I yeah, mean, but mainly, that... mainly, I suspect, they're embarrassed by their arguments about lockdown, right. particularly those who probably said, we're going to lock down forever and well, that's they seem to spend a lot of time bad-mouthing each other. I mean, if they're not embarrassed by the stuff that's already out there, what the fuck? I mean, yeah. how much more embarrassing can it be? Yeah, but, Calling but, each other cunts and fuckwits and fucking fuck pigs. Well, if, if, if only... Yeah. Yeah, if, not a very diplomatic language, fuck is it? Pig fuck pigs. Fuck pigs. Nice name. Yeah. Uh, 
You fuck pig moron. I mean, you'd like to think if you get to the the pinnacle of political life in Britain, those are not the conversations that you'd be having. Yeah. Look, right? if you were a politician, a bit like Matt Hancock, I suppose, but if you were one of these lockdown fanatics, they've got lockdown, yeah, no politician's going to want to pin their colours to that mask no. anymore. No. Because we can see the lockdowns have had a catastrophic effect. But can you genuinely say, honestly, with your hand on your heart, that if we were to get another fucking one of these, you know, pandemics on the way, because you know the Chris Whitties of this world would fucking love it, you know that the sage people would love it, and they'd all be going back to the fucking lockdown, wearing masks. There's already places around the country where people are being told to wear masks to go to a hospital. I don't think that... I, I, I'd be very surprised if we locked down again. Uh, because I mean, I don't think the people would take it, but you know as well as I do, there are loads of people who fucking loved it and would do it again. Yeah, uh, yeah. but I think the majority wouldn't like it, and therefore uh, that I think that the government would have a lot of trouble locking yeah. us down. And also, you know... As I always said, said it, oh, the lockdowns worked, so they stopped the progress of the Fucking virus. Fucking Well, they didn't. It's obvious. Yeah. Okay, so you, as we first did, we locked down three times, didn't we? The first time for a month or whatever yeah. it was. Then we came out of lockdown. So it did stop. We reopened the pub. It stopped, well, it's, it re, it re, In it's, July. Yeah, that's right. It stopped the progress of the virus because mm. no one was going out, no one was contacting yeah. each other. Uh as soon as we uh, uh, came out of lockdown, a week later, the virus was up and running right. and probably worse than it was before. Mm. So then we had to lock down again. If, think about it. I, I keep saying this. If you lock down and then you unlock down, yeah. and then a month later you have to lock down again, yeah. it proves the first lockdown didn't work. Yeah. Well, except you'll always get people who will say it doesn't prove that. What it proves is, is that you shouldn't have lifted it. Because when you lifted it, that was when the problem happened. Yeah, but, but you can't lock down for fucking ever. No, I know that. I'm, just, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying this is what they will say. Yeah, well, fuck and the you. reason that these fuckwits will always uh, have an argument is that they will always say that they did what was required because if it hadn't been for the lockdowns, the numbers of deaths would have been a lot worse. It's horseshit. That's, but that just... I know. It simply We're on the same side here. It simply isn't true because what happened was, yeah, you have a real dip in the number of deaths. And then after a week, when everybody's out of lockdown, the number of deaths would go straight back to where they were before. Right. So in the long run, long run uh, most scientists have accepted that lockdowns did not keep the death rate down. No. Well, I mean, you they can't temporarily reduced Well, they them. can't have it both ways, right? But the people who are the enemies of Boris Johnson and the enemies of, of, uh, of those of us who think the lockdowns were unnecessary will always say that if it hadn't been for... The recklessness of Boris Johnson and the recklessness of the government, uh, not as many people would have died. Because somebody today, I think it was, um, projected the number of COVID deaths onto Barnard Castle's wall, you know, and it's something like 230,000. Now, I have no fucking idea whether the 230,000 people who died of COVID supposedly, and some of them we know didn't die of fucking COVID anyway, they just said they did, right? Yeah. I have no way of knowing whether those people died as a result of the fucking lockdown or not because you can't really prove it one way or the other uh, can you? yeah that's the problem but you cannot over the long term you can take all the lockdowns look at the death rate a big dip while we were locked down yeah big dip uh, for about a week after we came out of lockdown but the more people associate with each other eat out to help out I thought that was a great idea yeah the more the more people started getting Covid again and in the long run I fucking loved it when they reduced the VAT but they never fucking it never reduced the death rate so uh, the scandal of the Covid inquiry is it is not 
sitting in judgment as to whether or not we should have locked down. It is yeah. only trying to judge uh, whether we locked down early enough or, or long enough. Yeah. So the, the, the efficacy of lockdowns is yeah. not being questioned. It's no. not being questioned. Well, you know, and it should be. Well, it should be. Yeah, but, but as you say, they're not doing it in the inquiry, right? But at the end of the day, if you look at, say, America, which is a much easier place to begin to, uh, to kind of compare and contrast, yeah. you look at Florida uh, and you look at California and you see the difference, there isn't really very much difference because I happen to think, and I, 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 I'm willing to be proved wrong here, but I don't know if anybody can prove me wrong, I don't think that any of the lockdowns made any fucking difference no, whatsoever. I don't, I agree and, with you. And, because Florida didn't lock down at all. And their death rate was no worse than anywhere well, else Sweden's in the, in the country. Sweden's death rate was much better than right. ours, and they didn't lock the down. The one thing that we do know about Florida uh, as well is that COVID spread in America from Florida, because if you remember, it spread during spring break. Mm-hmm. And you know spring break in America is this mad uh-huh. fucking time when they all go and do some horrendous things. By the way, some of the things they now do, drinking games, I've seen them, uh, on the beaches of Florida, oh, yeah. uh, where people are literally drinking out of each other's arseholes and stuff like that. Oh, I mean, it's pretty, pretty disgusting. Welcome anyway, America. they were it's doing the American dream. Yeah, it's the American dream. Well, they were doing all that shit, right? And then they all got on planes at the end of spring break and flew literally to every other state in America and gave them all COVID. And so they got COVID. And that's how it happened. So they got COVID out of each other's arseholes. Exactly so right. That's the fuckers right. Yeah, via, uh, but, via but, but, a vodka but, drink of some description. Uh, Sweden, uh, the lowest death rate in Europe, yeah. you know, is the only country that didn't lock down. Yeah. Make of that what you I will. know. Should we talk about my... Uh, Let's br- talk about... No, my brilliant reporting. My no, brilliant reporting. I want to know, because I think what you've done is you've managed to somehow morph yourself back into your Fleet Street days where the only good story was one you could cover from a cocktail bar, <laughs> right? And wherever you fucking went in the world, and I'm and say, I'm not saying you personally, but whenever I went in the world, you would want to fucking find a great bar and basically that was your base for wherever you were fucking right, doing great anything else. Great, great restaurants, great bars, you know, good fucking receipts that you could put in yeah. at the end of the day. Um, you've somehow managed to cover the free Palestine marches. By the way, I should tell you there's a new one uh, in Trafalgar Square coming up this week and I can recommend uh, to uh, you yeah. if you like, well, like which bar? Um, there's quite a nice Hilton um, there called the Trafalgar because uh, it's right on the oh, corner of Trafalgar nice Square yeah, I yeah. used to stay there when I used to come down for the mirror yeah. and they've got a really nice rooftop bar there so you could spy on the free Palestine that would be uh, a good vantage point from, from up on the rooftop bar because for the last two weeks what you've done is you've found the most expensive bar in fucking town um, and reported well, in. the first week, uh, I think we talked about this last week, I went, yeah. I went down to uh, Bond Street to do yes. some shopping. I was looking for a jacket. Have you managed to get a jacket yet? Uh, no, I only got, got two shirts, so, so I didn't get a jacket, okay. which was just one of the disappointments of that visit. Anyway, I went down with Henrietta, my wife, and we had to fucking fight our way through the Palestinian protests. Hundreds I mean, I can see you doing it. I can't really see you. Well, I sort of, sort of put a head under my arm well, and said, come on, dragging us through the crowds. Anyway, when we got... <laughs> I went and then didn't buy a jacket, which would piss me off. So we came back to Piccadilly and uh, I said, let's get a drink. So we dived into the Ritz and went to the Rivoli Bar. Two drinks, one... Uh, Bloody Mary, one martini, yeah. vodka martini, one, uh, that was 50 quid. Uh, so we gave up on that and then went home. Anyway, so this Saturday, uh, I was down at an event near uh, Westminster. I was speaking at a thing called the Battle of Ideas. Oh, yeah, how did that go? Oh, hey, by the way, a bit of a fucking bone to pick with you about that, because, I mean, last year, we, you and I did a, po- a, a we podcast did, well, they just, uh, yeah. Why didn't they well, fucking want, ask us this year? I don't know. They just asked me to come up. Anyway, did I'll, anyone say, where's Mike? No, I should have No, 
I just sort well, of nobody said, yeah. fucking asked about me. Yeah. Fucking nice we, it. What was good though last Brilliant. week? We did a really good podcast from <laughs> well, there. Well, it was really good because we had Frank Ferrady Frank and Sarah Fillmore. And Sarah Fillmore, who was really good. Yeah. Um, we had quite was, a good row actually. She was on my panel. Uh, so, what it, was your subject? Uh, it was how far should protests go? Right. You know, and what did you say as far as the nearest cocktail? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah I said. As the process can go, fuck it. So. Yeah, right. No, I what I actually said, uh, I'm digressing, but what I actually said is, you've got the right to process, process about what you like, but process can only go so far yeah. as it does not disrupt the lives of others. Well, Once you fucking start fucking up my life, yeah. that is... That is presupposing that what you think is important is more important than what right. I think is important. But well, this was my point of the weekend as well about these fucking protests because I bizarrely got, actually got a fucking answer from a Twitter account run by the Metropolitan Police because I said, look, this is now no longer simply to be described as, you know, quiet protesting or non-violent protesting or, you know, non-disruptive protesting because these people are now taking over central London yeah, yeah. every fucking week. They're going to do it again this Saturday, right? Of course right? they are. And it's going to get all bigger and bigger country. and bigger. And as long as the police do fuck all about it, they'll just keep doing it. Of course they will. They right? don't do anything about it. Uh, anyway, so I made this speech and that finished about half past one. There's a discussion as well. Yeah. So I was with Henrietta again, and I said, uh, well, there's this new hotel, Raffles War Room Hotel. Yes, I've seen... Um, used to be the war rooms on... Uh, so is that, like, off Whitehall, then? No, it's on Whitehall. Oh, is it? Literally across from Horse Guards. Oh, OK. So, oh, I know, yeah. Yeah, and it's like the... It used to be the war rooms. It's like yeah. the, now, apparently, the biggest hotel in Britain or something. Yeah. All the rooms are about two grand. It's a big that. building, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, so I said... Um, so just around the corner from the National Liberal Club, then? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so... Um, well, up, up towards Trafalgar Square. Mm. So anyway, we walked up Whitehall, which is all cordoned off. Right. So it was kind of weird. They're all little pocket demonstrations. But that's the thing. They've shut off most of fucking London. Well, they've shut that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so Cunts. we walk up. To, <laughs> Sorry. So we walked up towards the, the new hotel. Yeah. And literally, as we got there, it's about like hundred yards short of Trafalgar Square. Mm. Fucking round the corner, because like, came like. It was like the peasants' revolt, yeah, yeah. you know, pitchforks in the air, yeah. fucking great wall of Palestinian right, flags, right. and that was the beginning of the march. So it came round, and we got to the hotel just as it was reaching us. So we just cut off into that and went to the cocktail bar and sat there watching it go past for an hour and a half. Yeah. we had four drinks, two each. Uh, I'll tell you the price in a minute. Uh, Still trying to get over it. Busy sort of bar, was it? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was a strange time to be drinking cocktails, but what the fuck? It was yeah, like, listen, yeah, life's too short. To, to, anyway, so an hour and a half later, this march was still inexorably snaking past. And that tells you how many people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you so, said more people. Yeah, well, then we came out. Then we came out. Uh, I said, right, let's go home. So we came out of the cocktail bar. I was mm. thinking, I oh, will see the tail end of the march. Right. Fuck off. Fucking Trafalgar Square! You could not move. They were. Fu- I mean, um, you know, they they, they said seventy thousand. I reckon a hundred and seventy thousand. Right. Fucking millions of people there. Uh, and uh, so we made out. We, we finally got through them, and they're all shouting jihad and right. from the ri- from the river to the sea, free, free Palestine. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, 
which is effectively speaking, according to the government anyway, uh, a fucking um, anti-Semitic chant. Well, it is. For the river to the sea means get rid of Israel yeah. so that Palestinians can live right. between right. the River Jordan and it's the Mediterranean. Cleansing and the ri- it is. Really. That's, it's, that's get rid of Israelis, get rid of Jews. Uh, so loads of that, loads of jihad. Yeah. Anyway, to go back to... Uh, so massive march, massive mm. march. Uh, uh, I don't think so much pro-Israel as anti... Uh, sorry, pro-Palestine as anti-Israel. Yeah. I think it's anti-Israel, very anti-British as yeah. well. Well, you know, things are happening around the country which are quite bizarre. Not least up in Scotland, I think, this week, we saw people actually demonstrating outside of Marks and Spencer's because yeah, it's a Jewish-owned Jewish, yeah, uh, yeah. organisation. Yeah. There's which a lot of anti-Semitism around now. Yeah. By the way, I've got, so uh, for four drinks, I had two martinis. No, Henry, two. Henry Azar had two uh, Bloody Marys. Uh, uh, it was uh, 105 quid. <laughs> the five quid was because we had a bottle of water. Jeez. <laughs> You're joking. Yeah. So, so they charge you for fucking yeah, water. Fucking 105 think, quid. I suppose once you got to that point, there's not a lot of point going. As you really I had one of those when I went to, um, have you ever been to the Tribeca Grill in New York? Yeah. Which yeah, is Robert De Niro's place. Yeah. And underneath uh, the fucking the studio uh, that he's got there as well, it's in the shadow, sort of what he was in the shadow of the World Trade Center. It's still very yeah, close yeah. down there. Um, and I remember going there once and I asked for water to go with the meal. And they brought this bottle of Fiji water, right. which is that really expensive sort of yuppie type water. Yeah, it's a lot of money, isn't it? And it, went, and it was in the middle of this kind of, you know, ice sculpture. And I didn't really think anything of it. So I fucking bill, $18 they charged for that. <laughs> I was like, I mean, it's not even that expensive a restaurant, really. Yeah. And I went, well, $18 for fucking water? You're having a laugh? Fuck yeah, off. I did, I did a, a, story, a story about that once on talk radio in the old days, where I read this thing. What, the Tribeca Grill? Uh, no, about Fiji water. I mm. read about it. And then they did a list of other expensive waters. Yeah. So I got that there's this woman in South Africa who calls herself a water sommelier. Oh, yeah. I'll do ca- favour. And so she suggested like four waters for me to buy. Right. So I got the producer to buy these four waters. All of them, yeah, Fiji, really expensive. Right. Like Ten quid for a bottle or something. You know, so I ran through these expensive waters with this water sommelier. I said, don't you all know this hint of... Hints of the Mediterranean botanical like, lemon essence. I do fuck off. Well, that's a, nah, <laughs> nah, it tastes like fucking water. Yeah, right. I mean, Jesus. I mean, but I said this years ago. How amazing would it be if you had been either one, the person that invented weenie bins, or the person that invented <laughs> bottled fucking water? Because I remember, you might remember this. Um, it was like maybe before you moved over to the States, but it was about, I reckon it would have been around about sort of mid 80s, 85, 86, something like that. Uh-huh. It was the first time I saw. Somebody walking down the street in Manhattan with an empty with with a with a bottle of Evian water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like a, a mod sort of supermodel type. I can't remember who it was. And in those days, you think, what the fuck are they? Why have got a bottle of water? It's a bit weird. We're walking around with water. Well, you can fucking yeah. get water yeah. down anywhere you fucking go. And little did I know that this was going to become the phenomenon uh, of the fucking century. You know, the same with Winnie Bins. Imagine if you had said to somebody years ago. Because, I mean, we're old enough to remember when the bin men came, they used to just sling the old yeah, fucking that, metal yeah. bin over their shoulder and chuck it Shout in the fucking And they had a special kind of uh, language, didn't they, all around. And suddenly now, everybody's got four fucking wheelie bins. Imagine selling those to people. It's yeah. just a fucking license to print money. Well, isn't it, well, there's a guy, a guy, a 
It's like they can't invent a cat size. Well, no, the guy, that's exactly what I was going to say. He invented a cat size mm. and became the richest person in the Yeah, world. wasn't he from well, Yorkshire or something? Yeah, he became like a billionaire. Right. Every cat size, he gets a fucking well, cut of the action. If you had invented wheelie bins, you'd be doing the same. You'd be sitting here going, fucking hell, we don't have to do Thought Police podcast anymore. Christ almighty. Now, I have to say to people, because I have said this to Pooch, we are still looking at trying to do a show. It might end up just being here, yeah, in the in this part because it might be too difficult to organise it at this late stage. But do let us know when you listen to this on Twitter whether you would um, think about coming because it might be too late to do it before Christmas. Would it be worth doing it, say, after New Year? Very possibly. You don't think we could get one in before Christmas? Well, we might be able to, but it's not a lot of time. Give it a sort of festive air. No, but there's not a lot of time. I mean, people have got to buy the tickets, they've got to arrange to come. You know, I know it's a small number that come here, but still... We could do it, but I mean, I'd like to do it, but we'll just have to see. Well, maybe because, just um, see what people think. Yeah. yeah, it'd be good to do it before. It would be lovely to do it before. Have a bit of a piss up. Because know? you know how fucking quickly this year has gone, and it's already fucking now way. about. By the time people are listening to this, it will be nearly fucking November. This is Halloween. Yeah. Um, and Halloween night, of course, is now something that people fucking dread, isn't it? Yeah. Sure. You know, oh, fucking hell. Trick or treat trick or, or fuck trick. off. So you, probably in your neck of the woods, it's not. It's, you either have to give them gold money when yeah. they fucking come around or, uh, or just don't answer the door. Yeah, I used to... Uh, people don't tend to come to our door anymore because we live this in a... This is a fucking of, surprise. they hate us. No, because yeah. we live in a... Because you keep telling them to fuck we off. We live in a cul-de-sac that people don't notice, thank Christ. But we lived in our other place down in Belsize. Yeah. We used to get kids all fucking night banging right. on the door. So we used to buy them... I must admit, I've never really had it too bad I in any place. We used to get tons of them, or usually with their mums and dads yeah. behind them. And so, uh, Henrietta, you would go out and buy all lots of these little bags of sweets. Yeah. yeah. But one year... Or like we, the one you're eating from. Yeah, yeah. One year we forgot. Yeah. Or she forgot. And so this was during the cash, when cash was a bit more of a thing. Yeah. So every kid that came round, I sort of gave a kid, uh, a, a quid to. Right. Uh, and so, you know, they come around in bunches of five. And, you know, by the end of the fucking evening, I think it cost me about 75 fucking quid. That's ridiculous. Because, I mean, I'm also surprised that they didn't tell you to go fuck yourself. It's a pound now to kids. I mean, it's like people talk about... I mean, I haven't done it because my kids are older now, but people used to talk about, you know, putting a, a pound under the pillow for the, for the uh, tooth fairy. And apparently that's not acceptable anymore because kids are like, fucking don't Well, it was pound. like giving a tenner to their dads yeah. and things like that, selling yeah, yeah. back to the kids. You know, and then looking, oh, there's only four of them. No wonder there's fucking. Well, no wonder there's so many of them coming round. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) See that fucking old cunt there. You're going on for 12, that wanker gives you money. Gives you fucking money. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's probably it. Jesus. What else do we need to talk about before we go? We've nearly finished. Um, What else has been going on in the big wide world? I suppose uh, we ought to talk about. uh, the football business because that poor fucking Spanish guy who snogged that bird Luis Rubiales has now been banned from all football related activities for three years what the fuck do they mean by that and why have they banned him I mean he did something stupid shouldn't have done it can't he just fucking be happy with letting him lose his fucking job he's lost his job he hasn't got a fucking way of making any money because everybody thinks he's the biggest cunt alive right? <laughs> poor bastard now he isn't allowed cunt. to do any work in football for three years yeah. and then what I mean, I, you know, I, I, it's, it's a bit sort of woke and PC. What he did was terribly, terribly wrong. 
<laughs> but, 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 it, but it, it wasn't. Kept, it wasn't very. Smart. It wasn't a great thing to but do. But it wasn't the fucking. You, get, you can't. You, as a bloke, you can't just go and snog a bird when she doesn't fucking want you to, or hasn't asked you to, or didn't have any idea. Especially when you're on camera. So he made him. He made a mistake. There's yeah. no doubt about that. He was obviously that. shit. But you know, I can't get that fucking worked up about no. it. No. And yet this guy has been punished like he's a sort of serial rapist. Oh, I don't think he raped her. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I'm sorry to banned for fo- from football for three years. Yeah. It seems a bit odd. Well, he's already lost his job. At the end of the day, you know, that's good enough for me. I don't think you need to actually punish him anymore because he should have said sorry at a much earlier stage. I think it would have been. I mean, fine. he should have done it. He didn't say sorry for a long time. Yeah. What he should have said is, and, and by the way, everybody knows. It's the World Cup final. He'd had a few drinks. That's the point. Well, I think he, he should have said. By, he should have said. Can tell that he'd had a few drinks. By the way, he was grabbing his crotch when uh, <laughs> yeah, when, that was when they scored a goal. Fuck me! But, 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 In front of the Queen of Denmark, or something, wasn't it? That it was. I think it was the Queen of Spain. Queen of Spain. Uh, but I, El Diablo. He should have said, "Look, I, you know, I had a few sherbets. <laughs> Sorry about that. I, I shouldn't have done it." Yeah, and then, sherbet. and I think it would have blown over. Yeah, Instead, he, he fucking dug his heels. Yeah, in. A bit of a cunt or yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was fucking pissed. Yeah. I should have. Sorry, I was fucking pissed. Yeah. You know, it's like you go for tongue in. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. fucking wouldn't have it. I thought, I, thought, I thought she was up for it. Fucking yeah. <laughs> Got that fucking wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, read, I read the messages. Right, well. I admit it. Yeah. I admit it. All right, yeah. but he should have. But he didn't, did he? He dug his heels in. Yeah. Didn't say sorry for too long. But that said, and no one is is condoning what he did no. to that woman. But but I think it's a bit over the top. Oh, totally, it's ridiculous. Totally. I mean, also, and I'm I'm not a, a forensic examiner or anything about these things. But I, when I looked at the footage of what happened, it looked a bit awkward. But she still had her arms around him while he was slogging her. It wasn't as if she suddenly recoiled in horror and just went, oh, you better not do that. But of course, the feminists will say, oh, well, that's because she really was traumatised by the event and didn't know what to do. Um, well, well she, didn't, she didn't fucking... At first, she said there was nothing and she didn't mind at all. Then so she there are plenty of Spanish women um, that I could suggest would have probably... Um, and I'm not saying I've got personal knowledge of this. If you, if you kissed them in a way that they didn't want you to, they'd give you a good fucking slap at the end of that. Well, yeah, uh, that would have been interesting at the end of the world. Fuck you, fuck you, you fucking dirty old, <laughs> dirty old cunt. But I mean, three years banned from football, it, it just seems disproportionate to me. It does. Typical sort of me too overreaction. And also, of course, the football world is just so politically correct now. You know, absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, I think we've come to the end of the Pretty podcast. Sure so it's probably time to say cheerio. Um, I might get another drink though since we're in the pub. Um, uh, you might have to go to work. But, uh, so. I'm you want to have one for the road? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. All right. Well, listen, All right, anyway, right, um, for you lot. Enjoy go yourselves. Yourself. We'll try and work on a fucking date for a live show if we can. Um, so do stand by your beds and be ready at all times to be summoned. Uh, either to the horseshoe or some other bit. Yeah, indeed. Uh, for our delectation. Anyway, don't do anything fucking stupid. Uh, we're the Thought Police. We'll see you later. We are.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.